This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. And I'm Ana Maria Sayer. Ana, did you see this past week that U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris made a trip to Central America as part of her efforts as part of her job now to deal with the large number of immigrants who are leaving Central America and coming to the U.S. Yeah, that was a, I must say, a surprising move on her part. I don't think a lot of us were expecting that and a complicated choice, to say the least. The whole situation is complicated. There are a lot of moving pieces, a lot of factors that would cause people to want to leave their homes and come to another place just seeking, you know, economic opportunity, you know? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think you and I know, a lot of us in the Latino community know it's about a lot more than just whether you want to stay or whether you want to go. Um, it's complicated, and, and then people have ties to their home and, and don't necessarily want to leave, and I think that we could do an entire episode um, just about this, probably. Do you agree? <laughs> Several episodes. A whole series. Yeah. A whole new show, actually. But for this episode in particular, we are talking about something kind of tangentially related. Not about Guatemala, not about Kamala Harris. We're actually talking about people who are at home in Honduras, another Central American country, and who are at home trying to keep that cultural community spark alive, cultivate community at home. So we talked to Aurelio Martinez. Oh my God, super cool guy, right? Yes, very super cool guy. He is a part of the Garifuna community, which is an Afro-descendant community from the eastern part of Honduras, Belize, Guatemala. There's a long story that involves history going back to the 18th century, coming to that part of Central America. But what we are interested in is talking to him about this workshop that he did online, a virtual workshop to help people from his community become songwriters, to become part of the music business, and something that he did, and it was very, very successful, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. My understanding is that he's known as a bit of a cultural ambassador for the Garifuna people. Um, he's taken their music beyond their Central American home to the world through these recordings and is constantly touring, which is really crazy to me. That is an incredible role that he's playing um, to kind of be this torchbearer for the Garifuna community. Just before the pandemic lockdown, he made plans for a workshop. Tell me about this workshop. What's the deal with that? The program was called Ritmos Unidos, Celebrando Nuestra Historia. And it was organized and sponsored by the U.S. Embassy in Tegucigalpa and the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs Arts Envoy Program. The workshops covered things like music industry support as well as songwriting courses, and we're going to listen to some of the music they recorded. So we're going to hear from Marelio, um, who's going to tell us about these virtual workshops. We'll also talk to someone named Eleanor Dubinsky, an awesome New York City-based musician who was kind of instrumental in helping coordinate these workshops. And then we're going to hear from this super dope musician straight out of the program. His name is John Pastor. Felix started the conversation by asking Martinez why he thought teaching the class was important for his community. That's important for me because um, we have to keep alive our tradition 
So que in my language, so we don't have a, we don't have many, many artists doing this this culture, and uh, we don't have too much proud around our culture, because you know we have a lot of discrimination in this country, and uh, around the indigenous and the black community. So uh, it's important for me to teach in in our language, and in uh, about our tradition, because. I know how the, the powerful is uh, this culture, and uh, it's the essence of 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 something happened in, in America. You know, Garifuna, the African culture, we lose the African tradition in America. So in Honduras, in Central America, the Garifuna, the Garifuna culture is gonna be the the last thing we have in the African Afro descendant. So. It's important to keep alive this tradition. So teaching to young people is going to be the best way to keep alive our tradition. When did you, as an artist, decide to dedicate your life and your music to preserving and promoting your history and your culture? I have three languages. First, Garifuna, then Spanish, and then music. I don't know when I start to talk and speak speak Garifuna or Spanish or music. I grew up, I born in, uh, in the family was music is other language. I grew up playing and singing. When I was half three, 13 years old, I, I moved my life to go up to the bigger city like Alaseba. And um, I found out we don't have people trying to talk in our language. We don't have, uh, even my, 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 my brother and sister, uh, she, she don't like to talk about and, and Garifuna language, because, you know, he, he like, you know, he feel the discrimination when, when people listen to you talking in your own language. So in this time, I, I decide, I say to my brother, you know, if you don't want to talk Garifuna with me, bye-bye, see you. I want to talk in my own language. This is the, maybe the first time I, I decide to be proud of who I am. So in the city, you know, in the city, in a bigger city, because when I, when I, when you come, people can't talk in your language. People don't have proud to talk in their own language. How to how to be in Spanish? And uh, I say no, no. I have to keep my my tradition alive. I have to talk in my language, in front of anybody, you know. So um, I decide to be a part of a traditional group in, in La Ceiba when I was 14 years old. And then I go to, to a bigger city and to, to be a part of a biggest band. But mm -hmm. I come back to my roots because I don't feel like, you know, I have to be singing rancheras or merengue <laughs> or, you know, I have to come back to my roots. And I follow the start to my, my first band. So this is my life. You know, I, I don't decide this thing. You know, yes, I mm -hmm. follow my, 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 my feeling, my soul. John, let me ask you, what was it like growing up in Honduras for you? Um, as it relates to your Garifuna culture, were people accepting or people, did people reject it? And what about your friends and family? Did they accept it or they reject it? It was not easy, really, honestly. And even more in the past, there were more like discrimination, you know, to our people, to Garifuna people in schools, everywhere. You know, sometimes I remember that I used to sit right next to, to a white girl and she used to look at me like, you know, like, like that. And it was not easy. So then what did participating in the workshop, what did that do for you in terms of your 
image and your acceptance of Garifuna culture? What, how did that change for you? I learned a lot, uh, you know, to love more my culture and to be proud of my roots. And it had teach me uh, also to be more like social with my people and um, scream out loud what I, uh, who really I am everywhere I go. Okay, let's hear some music made by the participants in the workshop. This is called Us La Diferencia. listening to Alt Latino. I am Ana Maria Sayer, and we're listening in on a conversation about Garifuna culture. Eleanor Dubinsky, when we talk about the music reaching other people in other areas and other parts of the world, obviously it had an impact on you. Tell me a little bit about how you discovered the music and Aurelio's music and that whole culture that was happening down there in Honduras. I would say I've covered it so much more over the past six months. Um, I, I think I had a you know a very basic introduction to Garifuna music because I knew of the Garifuna Collective. I heard the Garifuna Collective perform, and I actually met Aurelio by chance about five years ago in Lisbon, which is in a certain way a, a, a seed that led us to this because because of that meeting I knew him and I could call him and we could do this together. So 
the world works in mysterious ways. But so I met Aurelio, I knew a little bit about his music and a little bit about Garifuna music, but I didn't know any words. The large variety and diversity of Garifuna projects in different countries in Central America. Aurelio has taught me so much about the spiritual uh, beliefs that are, you know, with each genre of music. And, and now I feel like I have a Garifuna family in Honduras. So uh, this last six months has really been my huge learning experience and a deeper and deeper appreciation for Garifuna music and, and history and spirituality and culture. And, and also I would say warmth and family because we have had such a special group who we've been working with and, and just the level of humanity present in our classes has been so moving, just the way everybody treats one another. And I know that a part of that is because of Garifuna culture. Eleanor, let me ask you, at what point did you go from being a fan and having an interest in the music to becoming actively involved in the creation of this project? About, I don't know, two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I um, was talking with Montefiore Medical Center in the Bronx about doing a songwriting project in a clinic that they run there, which is a legal and like social services mental health clinic for immigrant youth who are now in the U.S., have crossed the border and are in the process of settling in the U.S. and also in legal proceedings that allow them to stay. And it turned out that most of the young people in that clinic who are who would I would have been teaching are Garifuna and from Honduras. Then COVID happened and that program kind of fizzled away because the center, they had to go into emergency mode, life-saving mode for their constituents and their clients. And somehow simultaneously, I, ha I had been asked to do a 4th of July concert for the U.S. Embassy in Tegucigalpa And we were talking about then doing virtual cultural and educational programming in Honduras. And one of the communities that they wanted to work with was the Garifuna community in the north. I was particularly interested in working you know, with that music, with that community, but also wondering how do I do that well? Because the program was also part of the embassy's Black History Month programming. And I am not a black woman. And as much as I have a, had a kind of superficial knowledge of Garifuna music and African-American music, I didn't feel like I could be a person who could offer that knowledge in a deep way. So I had to really think about how, how are we going to do this? So, and so we basically decided to do it together. And it turned out that he was already thinking of doing a lot of this, Aurelio, is that right? Like you, he was already thinking yeah. of creating educational <laughs> material via YouTube, via videos to be able to package and deliver in this necessary information, but he needed the structure. But I, I, was not the I was not the one holding the treasure that needed to be offered. I, I think I have, you know, I can bring songwriting skills. And together we really created this partnership, which resulted in this program. So uh, I think that hopefully answers your question. It's been, a, it's been this wild ride and it keeps going. I mean, we're, now we're making videos. It just, it's clearly something that has wings. John, had you heard of Aurelio Martinez before you started this project? About um, Aurelio Martinez, yeah. Aurelio, a statement like that really speaks to the power of your work to introduce the culture and, and everything back to the people that in your community. What was it like to be able to work with a young person that was influenced by the work that you've already done? From, from the beginning, when I started to write songs, to write songs, I'm talking about social problems, you know, mm -hmm. and I do commercial music, going to be social uh, lyrics. You know, I make dance people with his problem in the society. 
you know, um, about land, about about the health, about the, every single thing happening in the community. I express a uh, live message to the to our community by music. So music for me gonna be a weapon to save my community, to save my 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 people, to talk about discrimination, talking about how we're gonna feel, how we're gonna forward our our movement to 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 to, to take a new good better life. So um, the old people may see me like a, a partner uh, to educate our, our, our children, our, our, our child, our community. You know, the, uh, sometime a grandma called me and I want to meet Aurelio Martinez. I want to see him because, you know, his lyric is too much important. I want to see, uh, it's a grandma, it's a grandmother. So when yes. I arrive and say, hello, ma'am, she, she tell me, are you Aurelio? Yeah, I say yes. Are you lying me? Because you know you you look too 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 young to see to 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 to, to, to no I, to, you look you look too young to be Aurelio. Because and you and your message and your music you look like a, a older man. So because you know when I because you know I I, I don't have life like a, like a normal children like mm -hmm. a normal child in the community. I start to play. I I start to I had I start to work when I was. Age nine year old, I buy my own book to go to school. I start to work like like normal. When I was uh, have a fourteen years old, I'm 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 in the city, uh, paying my school and and the private school. And I was I was doing that in fourteen years old by my own. So I I don't have uh, friends in my ages. My my friends gonna be. Just grandpa, just older than me, you know, have mm. experience in life, you know, maybe come to be my music, <laughs> this message, this education and the, I, I, I get from the, all those people, you know, going to be my, my, my lyrics and my music to, to teach my community, to teach my, my, my people to follow, to, 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 to lead my people to different ways. For me, it's like something like easy thing, you know, and this program uh, going to be a, I see many parts of my dream come true to start something like, you know, I, I'm dreaming for, for many, many years. I'm, I was talking to Leonor about uh, to have art school in the Garifuna community. We don't have mm -hmm. any. We mm -hmm. don't have any. We have 40, 46 Garifuna community just in Honduras. You know, we don't have no art school in each and one of these communities. You know, how we gonna teach to our our children about our culture, but the government don't care about this thing, and have to be by our own. And I'm gonna be the one of leading this 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 kind issues to bring this kind you know and 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 and, and I'm gonna say this part in Spanish because it's not gonna be easy for me. The Spanish, somebody. And los convenios internacionales Honduras especialmente. Es, es signatario de convenios para proteger los derechos de los pueblos uh -huh. y darle a los pueblos su, 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 su forma cultural de vivir, pero que en la realidad no son efectivos. Uh -huh. El convenio de la OIT, o sea, uh -huh. de los derechos de los pueblos, o sea, se habla perfectamente de estos derechos, pero que no se nos ven violentados. Eh, la UNESCO declaró la, la cultura garífuna patrimonio inmaterial de la humanidad pero para mí es una declaratoria simple 
eh, que fortalece un poco, pero que en realidad no se hace efectiva tampoco el, el, el cuido de este, de este patrimonio mm -hmm. de, la, de, de, de la humanidad. This is a perfect spot to hear some more music from the workshop. This is called Hijos de África, or Children of Africa. Umama, tierra santa, tierra de Dios, hogar de nuestros antepasados, herencia preciada, que lo que venga en camino sea paz sin atadura solo libertad seamos uno solo y nada más esta es tu Honduras la que vas a escuchar esta es nuestra Honduras la que vas a escuchar y en la acera de tu casa puedes estar porque de tus artículos te van a despojar basta ya de tanta violencia que este pueblo pierde la paciencia basta ya de tanta violencia vamos todos con la mano en la conciencia hey. Tizanigo África Tizanigo África ¿Por qué no nos amamos? Dime por qué nos odiamos. Dime por qué nos envidiamos. Y en verdad somos hermanos. Ah, ¿será que olvidamos el llamado? Yeah, que nuestro padre nos ha dado. Hey, que te amo como enviamos. No importando las diferencias. Somos un ritmo unido y estamos alzando un grito de lucha. Hoy hablo por todo aquel que fue asesinado y su voz ya no se escucha. No importa el color ni el estatus social. Que la sociedad nos aplica. Una familia se viste de luto y no ajusta y la prensa no lo publica. Ah. Keep on low, keep on low, keep on low. This is how you want to free. 
África. Hey! To Eleanor, what has been the reaction among the Garifuna community in Honduras as a whole and specifically with the government? Well, I think we're going to see it. We haven't, you know, now video is such a powerful medium. And for us to be able to show the power of what we did, we need to make music because music has power to express the message of what we have made. And also now we are making uh, videos, a video for each of the songs that we composed in in the program. And also a video that is like a wrap up video of what we did from A to Z. Actually, the the songwriting composition production component is one part of the program. And we also had preceding that a five week like deep dive into both Garifuna music and culture with Aurelio and also uh, guest music industry experts who came to talk about how to relate with the press. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about Zydeco music in Louisiana. We talked about uh, the hip hop industry. We talked about music production. So all of that to say, to answer your question, I think that those videos will have a lot of power. Honestly, the, the, I have to give a lot of credit to the Department of Educational and Cultural Affairs Arts Envoy program, who is funding the majority of this program. And they have fought every step for this program to continue to grow. And they just funded a local video crew based in Honduras, a Garifuna video crew, to shoot a video of the songs, beautiful videos, not only with the lyrics of the songs, but showing where they took place with the the people who wrote them as the main actors, shot by a Garifuna video crew in location. And that will be combined with some information about the program. But so I know the embassy, the US embassy, because it's not, we're not talking about the Honduran government, what the Honduran government is going to do or if they're going to do anything that would be a it's a great question but the U.S. <laughs> embassy is very excited about promoting this music and I know that they would like to have the songs be on Honduran radio and so I think your question is a very good one and will the Honduran government take more interest in what's going on in the Garifuna community with what we've created my hope is yes but I also would say, what, like what Aurelio was saying, you know, I don't think we need mm-hmm. to wait for the Honduran government to take interest to continue to move forward with developing what's going on in the north of Honduras with Garifuna Music and the young artists there. I think this program could lead to more resources being available to provide the participants with recording equipment, to create a recording studio that people can use, because right now almost all the participants in our program even as young professional artists are working with a phone, they have to borrow equipment, maybe one person has a computer, maybe one person has a microphone. So just basic recording equipment would be so useful to be able to continue to help artists to make their music and put it in the world. You know, a lot of the young musicians use beats, like they download beats from the internet, right? Because um, they don't have a MIDI. Right. uh, whatever they have to download beats but Aurelio has now recorded loops of Garifuna rhythms with his nephew which can be given or offered to the young artists in the community so instead of using like a pre-recorded you know reggaeton thing that you get from YouTube we would like to formalize that to have loops available so that artists who are making hip-hop or you know Afrobeat or things like that will be using traditional rhythms in new ways And that's something that I think has started with this program. The U.S. State Department supports that kind of innovation. 
A statement by Stacy E. White, the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Professional and Cultural Exchanges at the U.S. Department, says in part, The incredible music the participants and the artists created together is a product of the profound connection they developed over the course of this exchange, all in the name of celebrating their identities, diversity, and of course, the vibrant culture of the Garifuna people, as well as its ties between Honduras and the United States. We hope this is just the beginning of many more collaborations to come. Aurelio Martinez, uh, Eleanor Dubinsky, John Pastor, thank you all three for joining us here in Alt Latino and telling us about this amazing project. How do you say uh, thank you in Garifuna? Seremi. 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 Seremi, gracias. Seremi. Ayo. Okay, ayo. Okay, ayo. <laughs> okay, gracias. See you guys. Uh, un abrazo. Thanks. Un abrazo. You have been listening to a conversation with Garifuna musicians Arelio Martinez and John Pastor and U.S. based musician Eleanor Dubinsky. Our thanks to the three of them for their time and sharing their experiences with us. Also, thanks to the U.S. Embassy in Honduras for their help with this show. My name is Ana Maria Sayer, and it's been my pleasure to co-host this week's show with Felix Contreras. You've been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. As always, thank you for listening, everyone. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from SAP Concur, a leading brand for integrated travel expense and invoice management solutions. With SAP Concur Solutions, you'll be ready to take on whatever the market throws at you next. Learn more at concur.com. Is it possible to engineer our way out of the climate crisis? Some entrepreneurs want to shoot particles into the stratosphere to combat global warming. Experts say regulations on this technology aren't keeping up. The world of solar geoengineering on the latest episode of The Sunday Story from NPR's Up First podcast.